Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. I just can't wait. I just can't wait. We all just cannot wait. We are a month away from kickoff. It is Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, on Sirius XM Channel 80, and of course on your smart speaker. Good morning. Welcome to your new week, which will have plenty of football in it as we get ready for the 2023 NFL season. And listen, normally we would start in one area, but today we're going to do something a little bit different. Only one place to start. The list is what determines who matters in this business. The Green List. I have spent some time over the last few days really starting to evaluate how this NFL season is going to shake out and looking at individual situations and what to expect. And I came away somewhat surprised with, well, in some instances really surprised, with what I feel like could be big-time surprises in the season. That's why it was a surprise to me, and that's why I believe some of these are going to be real surprises to you. So I am about to give you, to start our show today, our top five surprise predictions for the NFL season. And I have got to hear yours at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, because I want to know how off the mark I am on some of these, and I'm sure there are going to be some very unhappy people. And I also want to know what you're expecting that I'm not thinking about. So let's get right to it and not waste any time. Number five. Number five is Bryce Young and the Carolina Panthers winning the NFC South. Listen, maybe I am just buying into the hype entirely too early. I'm reading Peter King this morning, who, by the way, we're going to have on in 15 minutes to talk about all things NFL. And he's talking about how Bryce Young is already leading meetings among offensive players when it involves protections. One of the most complicated things to learn on the offensive side of the ball. And Bryce Young actually asked his coaches the other day, can I lead this meeting? Okay, am I getting sucked in? Am I going to jump into the boat as opposed to even uh, taking a bite on the hook? Maybe so. But I'm a big C.J. Stroud guy. I'm a big Bryce Young guy. I think both of these guys are going to have good rookie seasons. And listen, when we look around the NFC South, we know a few things to be true. The Bucks are not a non-factor. The Bucks are capitulating for Caleb. That is their plan for this season. They are in the tank. The Falcons, I can't get serious about them quite yet. I feel like they are on the right path toward becoming a better team. 
But I honestly just do not know about Desmond Ritter. And there's nothing else about the Falcons outside of some playmakers that they have now on offense with B. John Robinson and such that makes me look at them and say, playoff team. They are absolutely going to be in contention with this division. Not yet. And then there's the Saints, who should be the team to beat in this division. No, I can't do it yet. And the primary factor is the head coach, is Dennis Allen. I go back to something that we have talked about quite a bit. Chris has talked about it. Really, really good players, great players, can't always overcome bad coaching. And I don't believe in Dennis Allen one bit. Derek Carr should help, but I don't believe in him one bit. But let's go back to Young. We understand that he's going to go through the bumps and bruises of a rookie quarterback and the mistakes as well. But boy, that Carolina defense is something. And listen to Brian Burns talking about not just Bryce Young, but what kind of an influence he can have. And keep in mind that Brian Burns is probably the best player on that Carolina defense. He got me today, actually. I was dropping in a hook. Pretty simple, but he kind of looked me off and, like, I guess gave a little pump fake, so I bit on the cheese, and he hit me over top for a big one. So I'm going to get him back. <laughs> but it's good to have that on the other side. I think he's going to be great for us. See, listen, when you are able to do that during practice and you're able to do it against a guy like uh, Brian Burns, I'm going to be nothing but optimistic about you. So I believe that the Carolina Panthers will win the NFC South. Number four. The Washington Commanders are going to finish ahead of the New York Giants. Let's talk about that for a moment. Speaking of quarterbacks, it's hard to get on the Sam Howell hype train, no matter what Terry McLaurin might say. It's definitely a quarterback-driven league. That's been a challenge since I've been here to find that guy. I've been blessed and fortunate to play with a multitude of guys where I've learned a lot from all of them. But we're still looking for that consistency at that position. And what I've seen from Sam, he just has a confidence about him where he doesn't say too much, but he comes out on the field and then you look up and in 707, he may not have missed a throw. In Dallas, he's running over people and he's kind of getting up with some swag. you like, all right, now it's kind of, I play with Joe Burrow. I'm not saying he's Joe, but he kind of got a little bad in him where you just like, I don't got to say too much, but you're going to see. I'm not saying he's Joe, but he's got a little bit of that in him. Hey, let's not get nuts here about Sam Howell. What I will get excited about is the Washington defense that last season was the third best defense in the league and seventh in points allowed. The Commanders finished 8-8 eight and eight last year. The Giants finished 9-7, and seven, and they had the second easiest schedule on the year in the, in the entire league. Brian Dable had a very positive impact on them. I expect the Giants this season to take a step back because a lot of times when you have a rookie coach, he comes in, he gets the best out of what he has, and then you really start to build more toward the future. Last year was kind of an in-between year. I hope the Giants didn't overestimate what they saw last season. Number three. Michael Parsons is going to be a legitimate MVP candidate. I know how difficult it is for a defensive player to get into that discussion. Micah Parsons has 26 and a half sacks in two years 
with the Dallas Cowboys. Well, I think this defense could be, I think we could be up there with, you know, the 49 a great defense. You know, I think we could be up there with the Ray Lewis's of defenses. I think we could be up there with the Legion of Boom. Just with the talent we have, the vet guys mixed in with young guys, the experience that we all have. Because I just feel like, you know, since my rookie year, we got thrown in the fire. And we just keep building that experience of tough games, hard games, playoff level games. We got some elite guys, some elite talent. You know, I think that uh, we really got a great chance. And I think Micah Parsons has a great chance to do it, too. You know, you think about last season, he was on his way there for a bit, finished with 13 sacks. That number can go up exponentially this year when you add the likes of Stephon Gilmore, when you have Demarcus Lawrence on the other side. Let's just call it what it is. Dude's a problem. Dude is a problem. And as much as a lot of us don't trust Dak Prescott, most of us do trust Micah Parsons. And that's why we think the Cowboys are going to be very, very good this year, more so because of his ability to influence a game than anything else. Come week 15, week 16, when we're talking about the top five MVP candidates, Micah Parsons is going to be in that discussion. Number two. Bill Belichick will be coaching his last year in New England. This is something that we have talked about quite a bit during the offseason, and people don't seem to want to bite into uh, the possibility of this being real. This is more me reading into the comments of the owner. This is more me reading into where the Patriots have been headed the last few years. This is more me realizing that Matt Jones is not the long-term answer to replace Tom Brady. All of these things are true. And I think you have an owner who, while they won six Super Bowls, is going to have trouble firing a coach, but I could see this getting ugly. I could see this coming to a discussion of, listen, maybe it's time we got a little younger blood in here, we moved you up into the front office, and I don't know that Bill's going to willingly want to do that. Now, I will own something. Last week, I erroneously, erroneous, said that the Patriots have the easiest schedule in the league. No, 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 no. I read the chart wrong for Pete's sake. Patriots have one of the toughest schedules in the league this season. I don't expect it to be, what's the word I'm looking for? Good in New England this year. I could see the Patriots winning six games. And if that happens, all hell is going to break loose. Number one. This is one that, um, let's just put it this way. I'm glad I got out of Bristol after visiting last week before I said this because there's somebody sitting in the studio right now who's going to be very unhappy with me. And that somebody is Christine Lacey, and the Buffalo Bills are not making the playoffs. I know that's out there, considering what we've seen from the Bills the last few years. They have been knocking on the door. But, you know, every year... During preseason, you take a look around and you look for the teams that you really feel great about and you look for the teams that you should feel great about, but you feel like this could really turn quickly. I have been on um, many, many dates back in the day where I just got that feeling, let's say in the first 15 or 20 minutes, that uh, this uh, this could get ugly. Yeah especially if I accidentally say the wrong thing. 
And I don't trust myself in that situation. You know who else I don't trust? I don't trust the whole situation with Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen and Diggs being happy with what's going on up there. Hopefully things are getting straightened out. The Bills have helped their offensive line a little bit. But I look at Buffalo's schedule, okay? At the Jets, the Raiders, at Washington, Miami, Jacksonville, the Giants all at home. Okay, those first six games, there's really no reason for the Bills to not be five and one. Yet somehow I think we're looking at three and three. And if we look at three and three, then I think we got problems. If the Bills are sweating this out midseason, it's not going to be a disaster. We know how good the AFC is. If the Bills are around 500 come the beginning of November, you don't think some people are going to be cranky? I think this could fall apart on them. I don't trust the dynamic of what's going on up there, and I certainly haven't seen enough from the quarterback to know he's not going to turn it over. Late in the year, he was taking way, way too many risks. So there it is, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Bryce Young and the... Carolina Panthers win the NFC South. The Commanders will finish ahead of the Giants, who are one of our two-a-days today. Micah Parsons will be an MVP candidate. It'll be Bill Belichick's last year in New England, and the Buffalo Bills will not make the playoffs. I didn't think I could come to that realization, but here we are. I did this weekend when I was really trying to piece some things together, especially in that AFC East, and I can't believe I'm going to say this. I have more faith in the Jets than I do in the Bills. And it's primarily because as good as the Bills were defensively, the Jets I expect to be dominant defense this year. Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. So we started things a little bit differently today, and I want to hear from you on this topic at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. In just moments. One of the surprises that I had on that list involved Bryce Young, but it also involved the New York Giants finishing behind the Washington Commanders. We get the take from Peter King on where the Giants are headed this season, next on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. 
If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Greeny, the podcast. Peter King of Football Morning in America, NBC Sports, joins us in just 20 seconds. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your tough questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Chris Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio on Series 6M Channel 80. The aforementioned Mr. King joins us right now as his training camp tour continues every Monday morning. It is football morning in America, and you have to check it out. Peter, Chris Carlin, appreciate it as always. How you doing? Everything's going great, Chris. Interesting uh, times on the road. Uh, had some very good conversations and talked to Odell Beckham Jr. for the first time in, I don't know, five or six years a couple of a few days ago and that's in there this week bryce young's in there tua is in there and how Tua is going to stay healthy so a lot of interesting stuff for people who love the national football league that's a great read as as it is each and every week and i want to get into a couple of those i do want to start you peter on the giants because uh, i just went through uh, what i believe are going to be some of my surprise or what are some of my surprise predictions for this coming year and one of them is that the commanders is that are actually going to finish ahead of the giants not because of the quarterback but because of the defense that they have and yeah. the giants while they added darren waller uh they haven't done a ton uh that would give you uh, the impression they're going to get a whole lot better and they had a very easy schedule as opposed to this year uh, what is your take on the giants so far well I think there's a couple things that are really important. Number one, I know that running backs have been devalued, and I wasn't a part of uh, – as a matter of fact, I've not talked to Joe Shane about it at all, the general manager of the Giants, so I don't really know what it came down to. But getting Saquon Barkley uh, on the Giants, getting him signed, is a lot more important than, to me, most running backs in the NFL. The Eagles let Miles Sanders go. I like Miles Sanders. Everybody does. But we saw in the playoff game against the Giants, you know, who have a good defensive front, Kenneth Gainwell went out and gained over 100 yards. And you see that there are some backs that you believe, rightly or wrongly, are fairly interchangeable. Okay, Saquon Barkley is not. Saquon Barkley is a difference maker at running back. They needed him. They got him back. And I think that the Brian Dable-Daniel Jones uh, relationship will continue to develop. I think getting Wandale Robinson back, last year's second-round pick, the Smurphy receiver from Kentucky, will help them in a huge way. I wouldn't be surprised if what you're saying is true. I like Washington. I really like their defense. I think they're going to get a little boost because Ding Dong the Witch is dead and Daniel Snyder doesn't own the team anymore. So, I, you know, I think that'll be a, that'll be close, but I don't think that's a that's a bad prediction at all. 
Pierre, how about Bryce Young? You you wrote about him today and the impact he's having already, especially in the meeting rooms. When you look at Carolina, nobody's expecting him to come out and be lights out right away, but what are fair expectations? What are their expectations for him this year? I mean, look, Chris, they're almost an expansion team on offense. They're going to have a new quarterback. Uh, they're going to have a new running back, obviously, in Miles Sanders. they got a new tight end, Hayden Hurst. They're going to have three new receivers uh, led by Adam Thielen and, I, and DJ Chark. And so I, I, I don't really know what to expect. Now, look, everybody his whole life, uh, and, you know, he said it to me on Saturday in Spartanburg, South Carolina, Everybody his whole life basically said, man, you're too small. And at some point, the world's going to be wrong, and he's going to be right because <laughs> a 5'10 guy, and he might be 5'10, a 5'10 guy was just the first pick in the NFL draft. So the NFL obviously feels different about the size restriction on quarterbacks than maybe the average American football fan does. I, Chris, I think he's going to play well. My biggest issue with with this team is everything is new. The play caller is new. The head coach is new. The... Peter King of Football Morning in America joining us. You can, of course, get it uh, every week at football, uh, fmia.com and also at uh, profootballtalk.com at NBC Sports. Um, Peter, you mentioned uh, Baltimore. We have seen... So far, Lamar Jackson not exactly looked great. And granted, it's training camp. But how do you evaluate this in where it's going to work for him and Todd Munkin's offense? See, I think that it was almost set up early on in camp to be really rough, to be sketchy, to be trouble. And that's exactly what it's been. I don't remember... You know, in a padded practice, seeing quarterbacks throw nine interceptions before, but that's what the Ravens quarterbacks did the other day. Um, I think there's two issues here. Todd Munkin runs a totally different offensive scheme than Greg Roman did, and Todd Munkin wants to be fast. Greg Roman always wanted to win time of possession, and Todd Munkin... I'm not saying he doesn't give a crap about time of possession, but he wants that ball to be snapped. He wants the the defense to be huffing and puffing, and he wants them to not have the ability to recognize what you're doing on offense. He wants the ball to be snapped with 15 seconds left on the play clock. And so I think that is going to take some getting used to because the Ravens have never done this in the current iteration of their offense. I think they'll be fine. I think Odell is going to play well. We'll see how durable he can be. Chris, the the best rookie I've seen in nine camps so far is Zay Flowers, the wide receiver from BC. I'm just I'm in Green Bay today, and I just saw somebody down at breakfast, and he's a fantasy football player. And said, "Got any advice?" I said, "Yeah, take Zay Flowers in the twelfth round. You'll thank me late in the season." Hmm. He's a dynamic player, to be sure. Peter, you were with the Jets last week. Frankly, just right here. Should we just buy all the hype that's coming out of the Jets right now? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, Chris, I think we should remember one thing. 
39-year-old Aaron Rodgers at the end of last season was not playing great. Now, I believe he had reached his expiration date in Green Bay. Uh, I think he was very serious. He told me when he went into the darkness that he was 90% retired, and he was, you know, he sounded a lot more than that when he was talking to me, that, you know, that it was over. And when he came out of there, he said, you know, I still love football. I still would like to play. And then he said, when the Jets were recruiting me, I felt like I was 19 years old. And uh, Jeff Tedford at Cal uh, was coming after me hard to try to get me to play at Cal. So um, that thing just needed, this thing in Green Bay with Rodgers, it needed to end, period. That's it. It was over. It had run its course. But as far as how he's going to play now, Remember the Monday, the Sunday night game at the end of the year? Packers win, they're in the playoffs, they lose, they're out. Yep, and Rodgers, Rodgers had a fairly grim game, and and look, he's you know he turns forty this year. It's easy to say, and I believe if you ask me, over under, how much longer does Aaron Rodgers play? And you gave me two and a half, I'd take the over. He's really rekindled his passion and his love for football. Uh, And surprisingly, uh, I think he's grown a very close bond, very tight with Joe Douglas, the GM, uh, with the Jets. And so I think you're going to see a new and improved Aaron Rodgers. But again, you know, we'll see if, if he picks up where he left off last year. That's not necessarily a good thing for the Jets. Peter King with us, Football Morning in America. Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Uh, last one here, Peter. When you look at the the overall picture of the league right now, what team is poised in your estimation to make that next big step? I don't know if this is a big step, Chris, but the team that I'll pick going worst to first this year is the Atlanta Falcons. Wow. Um well, consider this, Chris. They, in my opinion, are going to have the hardest offense to predict, maybe not to stop, but to predict and week to week to try to figure out just what they're going to do. Arthur Smith is preaching to them positionless football. He's got Bijan Robinson, who can play running back, slot receiver, wide receiver. Drake London can play a bunch of all three wide receiver spots. You've got two tight ends in Kyle Pitts and Jonu Smith who can play all over the formation. And Cordero Patterson is a, you know, is a freak. And so you add that and, and you say, listen, they have a really good running game too. Tyler Algier is a rookie over a thousand yards. I think this is going to be a very good offense. And, with a significantly proved defensive line with David Onyemata and the ageless Calais Campbell. I think that that right now looks to me anyway, and I haven't finished on this trip, looks to me the best team in the AFC, in the NFC South. All right, I lied. One last one. Am I wrong to think that this could be Bill Belichick's last year in New England based on everything that has been said in the offseason by the owner? Well, what's weird Chris, I I doubt it, but you know, with Robert Kraft, you never know. He looks at you know at 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 this team, 
And he said, you know, we're basically a 500 team. And I don't know what their record is exactly since Tom Brady walked off campus. 25 and 25. And, they are 500 right there. Yep. Yeah. And this team uh, isn't as good as we thought we were going to be. We haven't made the best decisions. And it looks like, looks like, might not be, that we're the worst team in an excellent division this year in the AFC East. Now, only Robert Kraft knows that if Bill Belichick turns in a 6-11 and 11 clunker or 7-10, and 10, I don't know what he would do. It would not shock me because, you know, even though Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft have been a great team and get along well, they're not close buddies or anything like that. And I think that Robert Kraft would look at the bottom line and try to decide uh, what's the best thing going forward and should I make a change. But I, I still doubt he would do that. I think Bill Belichick still has uh, still has significant currency uh, in his account at the Kraft National Savings and Loan. <laughs> uh, by the way, I, the the nap thing. I mean, Peter wrote about how great and amazing naps are, and I actually had a I actually had a very opposite take of this lately. I have never once woken up from a nap and felt anything but cranky i don't i don't get oh, restorative no. out Chris, of it Peter. i'm just telling you i'm t- i took I, I in the in the 11 weeks between columns this year march or may 8th and when i wrote last uh monday i'm telling you i became a professional napper <laughs> and 35 i'm telling you 35 minutes a day is gold jerry it's gold <laughs> And the sooner you realize that, the longer and better life you will have, Chris Carlin. Uh, all I can tell you is that might be the worst take I've ever heard, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, t- I'll take it then. I'll it's always it great then. to talk to you. Thank you, Peter. Thank you. Yeah. Peter King. You know, he's, a, he's an awesome guest, too, is he will basically come on the show and tell you why everything I just said in the previous 10 minutes is 100% wrong. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. We gave you the number because we want your reaction to not just Peter, but all of the surprise predictions we gave earlier and your surprise prediction for the NFL season at 888-SAY-ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Greeny, the podcast. I, I have to tell you, like, the whole nap thing is just absurd. I have never, never once felt restored after anything more than, like, 10 minutes of closing my eyes. And I've only done that, like, if I'm struggling on the road driving and I could feel myself kind of fading, I will pull over and I will close my eyes for literally 10 minutes. And that is the only thing that will pop me back over the top. And ironically, the other thing that keeps me awake on the road that Peter King actually taught me through one of his columns, chewing on ice, chewing on ice for whatever reason keeps me awake. And he wrote about that a few years ago. But, I mean, Shannon, listen, I, I don't think I'm alone on this. I know it's a, it's a polarizing topic, but I, the naps, uh-huh. to me, for the most part, useless. I and I t- end up waking up like a cranky baby. Totally disagree here, Carlin. Totally disagree. Oh, my God. As someone- Shannon, I, I tried yesterday yeah. again. I keep trying. I tried yesterday afternoon at about 4.15. Mm. I closed my eyes for 20 minutes, and I woke up worse. As someone who's the uh, chapter, Central Connecticut chapter president of the Take a Nap uh, uh, crew, totally unacceptable. I'm disappointed. I'm hurt. Uh, Carlin, this is a travesty. It's a sham and it's look a mockery. It's a travesty and mockery. Do I do I look like somebody that wouldn't want to take a nap at every turn? Of course I do. Well, let me ask you: Do you get do you get sleepy after you eat? Do you get the itis? Is that possible? I or is it an itis a two Americas thing? I I really I no 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 I no I used to, but here's the thing: like if I have a carbohydrate before noon, I will get the I will get the sleepy before anything else but no i i generally don't mikey c where do you fall on naps I, i'm kind of in the middle because sometimes i wake up and i feel great sometimes i'm cranky so i don't know i'm kind of thanks for I'm the kind of sweeten on, on this look, look i already <laughs> plotted out my nap time after today's show i'm ready <laughs> i already i already carved out some time uh i i just have never gotten anything out of it carlin uh, and i know i'm not alone because I did a, a you know a TikTok take on it a couple of weeks ago, and there were a lot of responses back and forth. That was some that was some hot TikTok action. Eight 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 say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. That probably didn't sound right either. Let's hit Donovan in Virginia first on ESPN Radio. Donovan, hot take for the season. Go. My Raiders will win the AFC West. You're All drunk. Right? We got that Navy suit. Hey, look, I'm hey, I, I'm here, man. We got that Navy SEAL, Matt Crosby leading the defense, AJ6 and the Iceman on special teams, and the three slot machines, Jacoby Myers, Hunter Renfro with Devontae Adams. We here. Speaking of Devontae Adams, hey, hey, Mark Davis, what do you say? If we want to contend for a Super Bowl, if we want to have these elite aspirations, we're going to need that dude. Not six or seven wins, contending for Super Bowls, man. Uh, Jameer White and Josh Jacobs, that's Bo Jackson and Marcus Allen. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Can we stop? Thanks for the call. Marcus Allen and Bo Jackson. Are you? Did you just compare them to Zamir, Zamir White and Josh Jacobs or Marcus Allen and Bo Jackson? Oh, my God. In Stephen A's words, stay off the weed. Jay in Long Island is next. ESPN Radio. Jay, what do you got, buddy? Hey, uh, before I go, I have a, a um, 
a take on remember your, your bagel thing you were talking about the other day yeah and how i'm getting screwed every time i ask for butter yeah, on the bagel screwed, and they put know, nothing on it and then you got to go in ask, and ask for extra butter like a chump just to get regular butter they're basically just spitting in your face when you walk in there. But here's an idea. Go in there and ask for the butter on the side, and they'll probably give it to you in one of those little containers, and then you can do the butter yourself. Yeah, but here's the problem with that, okay? Then i got to go back. to when I, when I go and I get a bagel, it's not every day. It may be once a week, and it's usually because I'm driving somewhere early in the morning. And it's so I like I don't want to get in the car and I got to get out a knife and then do it on the side and all that. No, there's supposed to be convenience. And they were I screwing know, you. Anyway, go ahead. Anyway, yeah, my uh, my hot take. I, I had a. I actually wound up thinking about four, but um, the one I called for was uh, Dan Darnold to be the starting quarterback in the NFC Championship. Wow. See, you are not the you are not the only one who has said that. Now, if I'm not mistaken, Jay, thanks for the call. Damian Woody, I believe, said something similar last week that Sam Darnold is going to lead the 49ers to the Super Bowl. I don't see it. I don't see it. I could be wrong, but I, I, I absolutely believe the 49ers are capable of being in the NFC Championship game again because how could you not think that way if we're going to assume they get the Nick Bosa deal done and he's back and they're healthy with all of their playmakers, with what they have on the defensive side, if they just get marginal quarterback play from Brock Purdy, they're absolutely going to be there again. I think Sam Darnold, that ship has sailed. Brian is next on ESPN Radio. Brian, what do you got? Big fella, I hear you on the nap when you wake up and you feel like a bear that's been shot by a tranquilizer dart. So then check this out. Do the coffee nap. You drink a cup of coffee, you close your eyes for 20 minutes and 38 seconds, and by the time you open up and that caffeine kicks in, you're ready to rock and roll. (sighs) Now we're complicating things. I just want to put my head down and feel better after 20 minutes. That's it. And now you've you got to be drinking coffee. I mean, honestly. I, I just, all I want, like, this morning I couldn't get anything to work on my end of the show. I just want things to work. I mean, like, my computer was crapping out. I, I just want things to work and to be kind of easy. I think that's all any of us really wants. I don't want to take a coffee nap, and then wake up, and hopefully it's kicked in. Cody is next on ESPN Radio. Cody, what do you got? So, I totally believe the Niners are going to make it back to the Super Bowl, but here's the thing. Aaron Rodgers and the Jets are going to get there, too, and we're going to get to watch the Niners curb stomp Aaron Rodgers one last time, and we can see the light go out in his eyes on national television. It's going to be glorious. Well, for, for one thing with Aaron Rodgers... I'm listening to Peter earlier, and, and I I know I hear all the good things about what's going on. I hear it all. But he told you exactly what I have been telling you. He was playing poorly at the end of last year. Poorly. Why am I not supposed to believe that that could happen again when he is 40 years old? Why shouldn't I believe that? Not everybody is Tom Brady. Not everybody can discover the fountain of youth or whatever, TB12. Not everybody can do that. I don't think it's outlandish to suggest that maybe Aaron Rodgers' best days are behind him based on what we saw last season. I'm sure he feels amazing right now because you're refreshed. It's training camp. 
Of course you're going to feel all of those things. Call me when we get to late November and you're getting drilled by Matthew Judon. Greeny, the podcast.